listening to the U Urban Bible Study Weekly Leaders Training Podcast. The U curriculum is especially created by and for urban and multi-ethnic churches. This podcast is designed to help leaders lead a Bible study using LifeWay's U Urban Bible Study resources. Each week, we examine a biblical passage, review some questions teachers may face, and give a practical teaching tip. I'm Dr. Mark Crossan, General Editor for the U Bible Study, and today I'm joined by our content editor, Natasha Menefee. Hello, Natasha. Hello, Mark. Uh, we are in session three of our study on owning a faith that matters, and this week's topic of faith is an expectant faith. And so for many people, the idea of faith has been reduced to a set of beliefs that we we adhere to. Um, and that what we believe about God has come with little regard for what we might trust God to do on our behalf. So in this session, we'll learn that faith does not simply look to some future time when we will be brought into the presence and kingdom of God. However, this biblical faith and expectant faith, we can look to God for his involvement and care in our lives right now as well as in the future. All right, this is absolutely fantastic. So faith maintains trust in God to do what no one else can do. So how can we maintain an expectant faith in God? So let's go to Luke chapter eight, starting at verse number 41. We must expectantly approach Jesus. Luke 8, 41. Just then, a man named Jairus came. He was a leader of the synagogue. He fell down at Jesus' feet and pleaded with him to come to his house. Because he had only an only daughter, about 12 years old, and she was dying. While he was going, the crowds were nearly crushing him. And so here it is, expectant faith. What do you have to do? We must expectantly approach Jesus. And so there it is, Jairus, a leader, just like last time we had a leader. This time he is also a leader falls down at Jesus's feet because his only daughter, 12 years old, is down. And so he is coming and his posture is, you know, is such that it is clear he is desperate. He is desperate for an answer. And he comes expecting that Jesus will be able to do something about this terrible situation that he is facing right now. So what do you see in here, Natasha? Yes, I, I see the, um, here we have it in verse 42, that you know while he was going, the crowds were nearly crushing him, that you know despite the obstacles, he was pressing toward Jesus. He had an expectation he didn't worry about what others thought of him as the synagogue leader, um, but he came to him in desperation and expectation, knowing 
that he was the one that could do something and needed with him to come to his house. So um, I just see for me what stands out is the pressing, despite the obstacle, an expectant faith will it will press through to get us to um, approach Jesus because we know he's the one. And we expect something to happen when we encounter Jesus. And I think that's what um, we see here. All right. So uh, we must expectantly approach Jesus, but we must also expectantly maintain hope. Come on. Sometimes it's, they say it's darkest before the dawn. Maintain hope. Verse number 649. While he was still speaking, someone came from the synagogue leader's house and said, your daughter is dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. When Jesus heard it, he answered him, don't be afraid, only believe, and she will be saved. After he came to the house, he let no one enter except he, with him except Peter, John, James, and the child's father and mother. Everyone was crying and mourning for her. But he said, stop crying because she is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him because they knew she was dead. So there it is. And so you have to maintain hope, maintain hope. Hope is the belief that something good can come out of your current circumstance. It is the belief that God can do something more than what we're seeing right now. Hope. And so think of the reasons why one shouldn't have hope here. One, the messenger came and told him, your daughter is dead. Second, when they get to the house, uh, everybody's crying and mourning. Third, when Jesus tells them to stop crying, it says they laughed at him. All the reasons why somebody should not have hope, why he should have, maybe he should have just given up and felt like he couldn't go anymore. But there's one verse in here, verse number 50, changes all of that. In the midst of all of the reasons why he shouldn't have hope, and you're always going to have reasons why you shouldn't hope, but there's always going to be at least one reason why you should have hope. Verse number 50, was when Jesus heard it, he answered, don't be afraid only believe and she will be saved. So the whole idea is that we have got to trust in what Jesus said he can do. Huh? Everything looks bad. Outlook looks bleak. Uh, the uh, uh, doctor's uh, uh, prognosis is not good. Uh, you know, uh, your money is funny, 
Uh, your relationship is on the rocks. What you know? Go ahead, put whatever you need to in the midst of that. But just understand when Jesus says something about it, it doesn't matter what things look like. Hope, hold on to hope, because Jesus has spoken. And he speaks there powerfully in verse 50, but he also speaks to our lives as well, right? And so there are many passages in the Bible that remind us to have hope in God. What are you seeing here, Natasha? Yeah, as a as a parent, you know, I look at this verse in a you know, in instant heart hurt when your children are hurting. And so in this case, the child's not just hurting says that she is dead. And so you think about maintaining hope to continue in that hope, to continue with, with the same expectation that you approach Jesus with. Even when you got the message that all hope is lost. So, you know, for me, it's like, whose word will I believe? Am I going to believe what everyone else is saying? Or am I going to believe the word of the Lord? So despite it looking hopeless or maybe even feeling hopeless, um, we have to maintain our hope in the word of the Lord. And if he says it, knowing and trusting and believing that it'll come to pass, even if my mind can't write, wrap my head around it. And if I don't feel it, I can maintain and continue in the hope of what the word of the Lord says. And if he's, and he said, don't be afraid, just believe. And that is um, the turning point for so many situations in our lives. All right. So expectant faith. That means that what we're looking for is not yet come. Just like an expectant mother, the baby has not been born yet. So what you're looking for, the thing you're hoping for is not yet here. Expect, expectantly approach Jesus. Expectantly maintain hope. Here's the third one. Expectantly know God is able. And so let's pick up at verse number 54. So he took her by the hand and called out, child, get up. Her spirit returned and she got up at once. Then he gave orders that they, that she should be given something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he instructed them to tell no one what had happened. So um, you ultimately have to know that God is able. That's why this story and others like it are in the Bible to remind us that God is able. We saw God heal the centurion servant because he's able. Here he heals the Jairus's daughter because he's able. You notice there's a few verses missing uh, because in the few verses that are missing, he heals the woman with the issue of blood because God is able. He speaks to the storm. He is able. He tells, tells the man, take up your bed and walk because he is able. And if God is, and but God puts all of these things in the Bible in order for us to know that when our circumstances rise and when our difficult times come, if he's if he was able to handle all of that, 
He is able to handle all of this. Huh? So never give up. Never give up hope because God is able. What do you see in here, Natasha? Yeah, I am. Um, that whole part of him being able. And so some things we have to then ask ourselves, we say he's able, but do we believe that he's able? And so we have to maybe ask ourselves some hard questions. Will we trust him even at times when he seems like he's too late? It may have seemed like he was too late or didn't show up on time. Do we trust that he's able in those times? Will we trust that he's able or will we listen to the crowd, the mockers in this case, those who were actually laughing at um, his words, or are we going to listen and trust um, the master? And so we can say we know he's able, but we do what we believe. And so are we going to live out what we believe, believing that he's able and let our actions be a demonstration of our belief? Um, and then as a reminder, what do you know he's been able to do in the past? He's done it before. He's able to do it again. You know, there is nothing that is too hard for God. So that expectant faith expects God to be the same God he was when he healed years before to be the same God that will heal or deliver or set free, whatever your situation is. So it's, um, I think for me, I see a matter of maintaining, maintaining and continuing to believe and expecting God to be the God who was able as he's been in so many times. All right. You know, one of the greatest illustrations of expecting hope is the fact that he was crucified on an old wooden cross, buried in a borrowed tomb, sealed with a heavy stone. But on third day, he got up from the grave with all power in his hand. So what does the old hymn writer say? My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Have hope, my friends. Never give up hope. And that's why we're here today. So I want you to hold on because uh, Natasha has a powerful teaching tip for us this day. And I just want to remind everybody, you need to get your own copy of the U Bible study material. You will not regret it. Uh, you can find it at u.lifeway.com. That's y-o-u.lifeway.com. It is our urban cultural forward material. Uh, it comes in paper and digital formats. There's a teacher guide in the back of the book, daily devotional pages to keep you engaged with the scriptures all week long. And there's a leader pack uh, in order to make the lessons even more powerful. It aligns with our Bible Studies for Life student and kids curriculum. So there's something for everybody. All right, Natasha, give us our teaching tip for today. So before you teach, uh, build excitement. Uh, we want to have excitement about the word of God. So just like a good cliffhanger in a movie builds excitement to see what happens next or in the sequel, we want to have that same energy and anticipation about the word of God. So leading up to class, message your group um, with the verse or the, the point from the session to build excitement 
and anticipation and eagerness about the upcoming study. Um, help foster enthusiasm as we listen and learn um, about the word of God. All right. This has been absolutely fantastic. Join us again for another You Bible Study podcast because you never know where God will take you. Music.